1: We call it Epcot it will be our experimental motorbike city of tomorrow.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Retro Disney World Podcast, taking you back to the vacation kingdom of the world, the way it was and the way it is in your memories.
0: All right, so joining us this month on the podcast is David Coolidge. David is a watercolor artist, and uh, he had the pleasure to be at Lake Buena Vista very early on displaying his works and uh, we're chatting with him tonight and uh, David, welcome to the show
1: well it's, it's a pleasure to be with you both.
0: so I understand that um you you know you've been an artist for a number of years and uh, pretty much all your life after studying uh, art and um you took a trip down to Florida, I guess, in the early 70s, where you uh, spoke with them and asked about their well, work. I'll, tell you, bit, I'll or tell you what happened. How did it work?
1: We came down about less than a year after it opened with two small boys in 1972. And uh, we enjoyed it so much, we were dying to come back. Well, we had a spring break in 1974, and uh, I, oh, we brought came on the auto train. Right, and and had a, f- a fun time doing that. While we were here, uh, and we were staying at the Polynesian Resort, uh, I thought I'd heard that they were developing an area where they would have places to lease. There were townhouses and treehouses, and I thought, mm-hmm. well, that'd be fun ad- afternoon activity to b- all of us go over there and see what they were doing. And as they were showing us the townhouses, and uh, I think they had a 55-year lease, and that would still <laughs> be going if they still uh, did yeah, that. Right. But across the way, the uh, real estate agent that was showing us the property said, I asked them what they were doing across the pond there, and they said, well, that's where we're building a shopping center. And somehow in the discussion it came up they were going to have an art gallery. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, oh I'm an, I'm an artist. I, I'd uh, certainly consider wanting to have my work down here at that, because uh, we enjoy coming here. Right. And lo and behold, uh, that next January of 75, 1975, they, uh, I got a, an invitation to have their first one-man show in what was called the Colonnade Arts. And, and, uh, and everything sort of came after that, fell into place after that invitation. Wow. And I think it was probably the end of June of 1975, we piled everything in a rented U- uh, U-Haul trailer and brought 30 paintings down to uh, Lake Buena Vista. <laughs> that is
0: now, fantastic. before we get to that part, so so what was it like when you went over there first when they were trying to sell it? Was anything being developed yet at that time when it was... Oh, no,
1: I, I just saw sort of the superstructure. There were some roofs on. Mm-hmm. So this is like March of 74. And when we came down a little a year and a few months later, it was all, you know, it looked like it was up and running and complete. But I have a, a aerial view of it, what it looked like then in 1975, versus what it looks like now, and it's it's hard to recognize.
0: Yeah, a, yeah.
1: The footprint's a little bit the same towards. I I think that's preview. Whatever the road is that comes past the old preview center. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the same where it used to, not the roadway particularly, but uh, now there's the place where you have uh, commemorative pins or the Disney pins. That pavilion is still pretty much the same place, but all the extent down towards uh, the Cirque du Soleil and then now now with Disney Springs, it's entirely different. Yeah, (laughs) it's 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 amazing amazing
2: how that has expanded and expanded and expanded.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and what's fun is I have some photos. We, we somehow got into a routine of certain things we like to do. So when we'd go back over the years, we'd have the like boys stand in the same place. And so you <laughs> can see it just change <laughs> around you.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. Now, in case our listening, listeners are wondering, you know, where have you heard this name, David Coolidge, before? Well, We've mentioned you, David, on a, many of our podcasts, referencing your films. We kept promising our listeners that you'd be on this episode talking about Lake Point of Vista. And um, you also, a lot of your works have been uh, in the Smucker's Plate series, right? The, uh, oh, that's right. The,
1: yeah. 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 So in you fact, may have I just, I can't tell you because it's a surprise. I don't think they're on the market uh, or <laughs> in the package yet, but I, within the last month, last 30 days, they... Uh, Approved this year's Christmas plate. So, uh, oh, cool! That's, that's in the works.
0: That's awesome. And uh, we got to know you because we we restored some of your films and and uh, the Amtrak auto train and and fabulous. Uh, uh, yeah, and
1: what, what a thrill to have that in such uh, uh, high quality. Uh, it's it's better than in the early '80s. I regret it now. In the early '80s, I got a camcorder, and uh-huh. they weren't. They you had to light balance them or white yep. balance them, and I 've got some pretty rough uh, video, but uh, <laughs> to' be able to go back and restore those wonderful super eight yeah. color, and I was fortunate to have a little magnetic strip that had a soundtrack on it, so the sound isn't that great, but it certainly gives you a little idea of what it would, what you were hearing on the parades and some of the wonderful jazz music that you'd hear and so forth.
0: Yep, yep. We'll uh, we'll definitely post a link to, to the videos that we've restored of yours uh, that we have online, and uh, I know we've referenced them a lot of times, so it's a, a great joy to be able to share those with everybody, and I'm sure your family's Well, you were a real
1: well. fine to be, uh, get that I, and <laughs> I couldn't believe it.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So. So fast forward here to, to 1975. You go down to the Colline des Arts, and um, what was that like? Uh, it's being you. It was a one-man show, right? This wasn't the Festival of the Masters. This yeah. was the David Coolidge show, if you will.
1: Uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty exciting because uh, I, as a kid, I it, of course, like most kids in the 50s, they watched the Mickey Mouse Club, and I thought it'd be great to be a, somehow tied in with this the Disney. Uh, artists that either do animation or design or whatever, and this just sort of fell into my hands or fell into my work schedule to have this exhibit. So it was sort of like a dream come true, and not, you know, uh, interfere too much with the career I had going up n- north where we were living. So it, it was really, really great, and to get on the get in on the fir- uh, first part of that whole development of of. Uh, like Buena Vista, and and what they were trying to do there is a extension of the Disney Resort. Um, right. It was it was a lot different in the sense that it was sort of out of the way, and there were very few people. And of course, that didn't make a whole lot of sense for that valuable pro- valuable property. So, what I was told by the the buyer that was in charge of the art gallery and the antiques gallery, and I guess there was. At one type of a uh, at one time a, a sort of an antique shop in Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom, and this fellow did the buying for Disneyland. And when they built Disney uh, World, he was asked to come out and and buy for those shops, and then got involved in this uh, uh, shopping village. And he told me, now I I don't this is just I don't know if it's apocryphal or not, but it, he. He said, because of the tremendous success of uh, Mary Poppins, that uh, there were countries. Uh, I remember him talking about Indonesia had, had sold a lot of tickets to Mary Poppins in, in Indonesia, and in order for the for Disney to get their money out of there without a heavy taxation, one way they could do it is to bring goods that were made and and. Uh, Sold in Indonesia, so I this gallery that I had my watercolors had a lot of interesting uh, Asian artifacts, or or there were some Indonesian puppets and different things like that that uh, they had brought to uh, uh, get get some of the the money they had made in that in that part of the country
2: right or right. the well, world. That that is really fascinating because we've talked before on the show about how. Uh, in the past especially the uh, the shops at Walt Disney world and and certainly there in the village had such diverse items you know it wasn't just all Disney merchandise it was literally stuff from all over the world and it seemed like there were buyers purposely going out and buying very unique things so right, and, the-
1: and I gather that that a lot of even the the seed money for getting the property around Orlando came from some of the wealth that that Disney had made from from that one movie I, I i don't know how true that is but i'm sure it, it gave them some sense of where they were headed and what they could take on as a financial obligation it, yeah, it's,
2: i have read it, it before was, that that was a huge thing for them
1: i don't know if i in the little note that i had sent to you that what i it's hard to believe is uh, the way time marches on but when i was there the very that was the summer of uh, 1975, as I mentioned, and there was a Damascene shop right next. It was a craft shop where they inlay gold on these little jewel boxes, and it was really fine, uh, fine craftsmanship that you could see there. And then there was a, oh, a glass etching, and I think that, that shop is still there, the Arevis Brothers. Yep. I think that's it. And um, I went over there, and this, this fellow was working on a wonderful piece of Damascene, and he—he, um, he, I, I thought I saw a name on it that looked familiar. He was making a 20, 20th anniversary g- gift for Lillian Disney, because it was wow. the 20th anniversary of the opening of, of Disneyland the summer I was there.
0: That's awesome. He making yeah, it right there it in front was, of you. <laughs> I
1: thought, and when I said Dil- Dis- Lillian Disney, I was thinking, well, that's an interesting name because they, <laughs> they, at that point, the Empress Lily hadn't even been built yet. That was right, on, right. you know, that's on the lake there. That's now even something else, the Fulton Crab House, or yeah. So, whatever so,
0: it's so look at that. So something actually being made on Disney property for a gift to Lillian Disney. I mean, that's just that blows my mind. So
1: <laughs> well, cool. there were there were lots of little interesting things that would that uh, made it all sort of fun and. Yeah. hard to believe the way – when we go over there now, it's, it's, it is it is like walking into a different world. Right. I, I or, still – we still enjoy it, though. We're anxious to go back because they're still in the middle of uh, renovating and adding to yeah. that Disney Springs.
2: So, so per, go ahead. No, Dale, I was going to say, do you remember the uh, that silver Taj Mahal, like, music box thing that they uh, always had for you Sailor?
1: Isn't that amazing? <laughs> when When Todd said we might be doing this, I – Went back, I've got an extensive slide collection, and I got into my 1975 uh, slides, and I have a picture of our oldest son standing right next to that, and I just stand it today.
2: <laughs> oh, a very we,
1: Taj Mahal. I we
2: remember loved that, see, and uh, that giant that, chess set. Like, now like, that, I,
1: I don't know that I remember that. They had suits of armor, and mm-hmm. there were all sorts of things
0: that were... Just a variety of things.
2: They had some very unique items
0: there. They sure, sure. did, David. We'd love to share those pictures, and I know uh, Brian is a slide collector, and uh, he would love love to see those. So um, yeah, if you've got one or two of those pictures, you could share with us that that would sure. be sure. And
1: the awesome. other thing that I, I ran across was Discovery Island. When at one time one of the annual reports for Disney said they were going to make it into tr- like a treasure island where Jim Hawkins right. and Long John Silver. Yeah, uh, would end up, and uh, it. They put in the annual report some fancy um, old galleon that was right that moored right next to the mm-hmm. the island, and it turned out they just put a sort of a wreck of a some ship they made look like it was a shipwreck there. And I think they got rid of that because I think kids climbing around on that could have been <laughs> dangerous. But I'll I, I'll send you that too.
0: Yeah, it's actually still there today, if you can believe it.
1: It is. Yeah. I didn't know that. I That's, thought that whole Discovery Island was sort of abandoned, like well, it, uh, it,
0: river country. Yeah, it was. And, and the boat that you're speaking of, that they ran aground, they had a, um, as we talked about uh, Earlier in the episode, Pablo Cruz, thats where they did their uh, their little stint on a, on a, the was it the tenth anniversary show I think or eighth so, yeah. anniversary something like that. No, but I'll the be boat, the boat about. is still there if you know where to look amongst the weeds and overgrown. Well, beach. I guess
1: it could. Yeah, I guess it could get overgrown because it wasn't big. It was yeah. not at all like what they were picturing that was going to be in the annual report. As it's astounding
2: right. it. that that entire everywhere there was white sandy beach there. It's just uh overgrowth it's just overgrowth now like the beaches yeah. are totally obliterated it's just plants right out to the I
1: remember now that I'm memories are coming back as we talk but I remember I did a painting so they had a uh, that near where that boat was they had a a pen and it was a rather large natural looking place mm-hmm. where they had a bunch of flamingos that were yeah. wading around and I did a painting of those at one point <laughs> oh, cool. many years ago
2: that's actually a question I had. So, as big as a fan as you are, uh, I was looking through a lot of your pieces, and you you are certainly well traveled. So I understand that you have a wealth of things to choose from as far as subject matter goes. Um, but did you ever do any watercolors of of uh, of stuff there at Walt Disney World, the flamingos? Huh. Uh, anything else? You no,
1: know, it's funny that that one, and I don't. I I'll see something, and I'll think. I wonder what it would look like if I did it in such a way that it would really interest me. And uh, that must have been one. I did one from the. I did one from the, the little jutty of land that comes out from the Polynesian resort, which now I think they've built some uh, villa villas or little uh, uh, like dock houses, almost out in the Seven Seas Lagoon. There, I did a painting there, looking o- across. To uh, the Magic Kingdom, just a small sketch. But no, I really I I, I started out um, doing landscapes and architectural cityscapes, uh, places of uh, somewhat historic interest. I I spent a uh, school year in Rome, Italy, and started plein air painting there and, and doing some of the architecture there and. When I came, when we came back, this is many years ago, came back to the States, then I just sort of picked up there and really never got into uh, too much in uh, the Florida genre. And and, um, I'm still, I don't do a whole lot of Southwest Florida where we live, but I I certainly enjoy the light here and I I do occasionally do things of the Everglades and so forth, but not really so much of the Disney
2: area. Yeah, it's funny because now, you know, fast forward another and I totally understand where you're coming from. It it makes total sense to me. And uh, there was probably not all and there probably wasn't anybody doing that stuff. Uh, Funny, it's now you go walk through the parks. There's artists like uh, like David Doss. You see people uh, that are sort of like on a returning schedule uh, that come in and do work that gets displayed there. And a lot of them are doing more architectural stuff now. So you were just ahead of your time by a little bit
1: i i um I, I you you mentioned something before we we got on the the podcast today about uh, the festival of the masters when i uh we had been we went back in the early nineties and there was a current festival of the masters show going on and I saw some interesting work and I thought well it's a lot different than having a one man show in a and of course that gallery and the an- antique shop uh were Changed within two or three years after their opening, so they hadn't been around for a long time. the The gallery, and it was a perfect thing for uh, that village to have an art fair. And I think it was in two thousand seven, so we're talking thirty two years after I had the one man show there. <laughs> that I thought, well, I ought to be, I ought to at least attempt to show my work up there after all those years. And uh, we I had a t- little display area for the length of that, and it's sort of sad now because I think with the changing plan of downtown Disney or Disney Springs, they don't no longer have the festival of the masters but I did have a painting and you know, since our, my first our first experience was at the Polynesian resort I did do a painting of that wonderful fountain and garden as you enter oh. the uh and i've i i did a sort of a commemorative painting of that and gave it to our children and their spouses for our 40th anniversary I and mean, this is uh 10 years ago so we've just had our 50th
2: Oh, and, congratulations uh,
1: yeah so it it i must say i know that disney property has been influential on the you know a, a portion of what i've done in my career
2: with uh, <laughs> with that waterfall gone now, I'm sure there uh, you'd be a lot of interest in that painting these days.
1: <laughs> well, I well, you know, and and uh, it's one of a few that I've had Giclée prints made of, so I have them available. <laughs> oh.
2: oh, okay, we're gonna wow. have to get that information. Uh, Yeah, from you at the end of the show because I bet you we can probably blow out what you have left
0: (laughs) (laughs) very easily. So, um, David, other than when you were down there, my understanding is you did get to stay in some of the villas and and the film that I restored of you uh, and your family. Um, You were swimming in the pool there. You were at the uh, the clubhouse behind. Um, now I, I forget. I don't recall. Did, did Disney put you up in that? Did you guys pay? Did, did they? Well,
1: trust? yeah, no. It was it was it was just ideal. Uh-huh. Um, uh, they put us up in a townhouse, I think, for it was about a week, and they gave us tickets. the 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 buyer, the fellow that ran, was in, the manager, ran in, in charge of the gallery. Took our whole family to that wonderful restaurant that was probably about where the Rainforest Cafe is now, and they just treated us royally, and I got to, because I stayed, I stayed at the exhibit during the day, I only felt that was fair for anybody that would come, that they could meet the artist, so they were very loose about when I had to be there, but I stayed there during the day, and I got to know a lot of the people that worked in that area, and one of the fellows was the security guard, so the family would go over to the park, or spend time at the pool, and then... In the evening, the security guard would offer to take me over to the park, and I'd go in the back way and see all the magic that's going in on behind the the uh, main street there, huh. and I'd meet up with them, and then we'd uh, come back all together. It was, it was just a fabulous way they right. they put us up, and, and were able to make that a really nice uh, occasion for us.
0: Now, which of the villas did they have you in? There were there were, we were three. On,
1: we were on one, what I would call uh, the uh, that looked right out on the to the lagoon, and mm-hmm. there was what I would call a quiet pool. I, it was one of the smaller pools, and then sometimes we would go where I think there was a little bit larger pool that was more in uh, a courtyard area of other townhouse complexes or groups of. Right. Townhouses, and I have a feeling the one we stayed in is one that they put people in that were there that were you know had some uh, rather than a corporate sponsor's uh, a townhouse. We were in a Disney one that I think they would uh, lo- loan out to people they had there, um, and th- then they I think as I recall they they set up any kind of reservation that we because we went over to that wonderful clubhouse and had a nice dinner there they did that all the now i think they did this for everybody because uh it shows you how times have changed but they had (laughs) our name embossed on uh, matchbooks at the dining table or our our reservation table when we came (laughs) so they don't think you find matches for cigarettes today
0: no well so I, so
2: I think that just shows you know you were that was a big deal i think you were right. a big deal during to have a one-man show there <clears throat> that yeah, was,
1: that's that's well, quite it's, something it's, it's rather remarkable because uh you know i just probably was the first one that got in line <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, how um, based on what David's described, um, and the, there were three villas that we know of down there, David. Um, there was the, the the tree house, and then there were the the town townhome style ones, which were kind of uh, gray with the with the brown roofs, and then there were the brown ones that were all wood that matched the Lake Buena Vista. Um, so, which of those were? Do you think you were in, if you recall? Well,
1: I what I'll do is I'll send you a picture of the one that we oh, were perfect. in, and. I I just found it today along with the Taj Mahal. Uh, I found the one of our um, station wagon with the U-Haul behind it out in front of one. (laughs) So that would be the one that we stayed in or very nearby, one of the nearby units. And then there's another one that I have that I took. I think there was a little boat that would come over and get me and take me over to the village. And um, I think I took this one photo from that boat so you could see the... Where the pool was and where the unit was that we were staying in. Right. Oh, so, right. it was just you know it's just a five ten a minute boat ride from sure. the townhouse over to the to the gallery.
0: Right. Yeah, because I think at that time they had the vacation villas, the fairway villas, and then the tree houses. So you're either the in the vacation
1: villas, house. as I recall, uh, came um, no two or three years later. I, mm. I because we I we I think we stayed in those one time. At at one time too, I'm. Um, that was well, more in the early
0: '80s. Your I picture recall. will solve the mystery. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I I tried to I tried to save maps and and uh, of course I have all the ones that you would buy for the Magic Kingdom. I mm-hmm. we have a bunch of framed different era maps from the '70s and '80s. Not so much the '90s, but
0: right,
1: right. '70s and '80s. So I don't think I have anything of the layout of, uh, the villas or the tree houses. I do have, and I'm going to find it as, um, I'll get them scanned too. I have some, I have the blueprints for the tree houses somewhere.
0: Oh, that and I'd I like to check.
1: I out. don't know that they're builders, uh, blueprints i think they're more for one that would want to know where to put furniture and how to decorate
0: <laughs> where go
1: I, in other words i don't think it's structural it says what the building materials are and all that
0: but yeah i
1: i, I do have some blueprints somewhere
0: yeah those would be fantastic to see i mean that's uh um I, I don't know if any of us have ever seen that before between yeah you see the castle and the studios how have you heard of any of that uh, The the blueprints from the from the treehouse villas,
2: I I have not. I'm trying. I'm trying to look at some overall plans right now of the uh, of the development to try to figure out where the quiet pool is. But no, that's <laughs> that's amazing.
1: Well, yeah. um, I, I'll, I'll send these. Where, where would you like me to send them
0: to? Uh, just to you, Todd, or uh, send them to me and I'll, I'll distribute them to the okay. to the team. Good, good. That'll
2: be fine. We love now, the treehouses. That's <laughs> that's oh, wonderful. Yeah favorite What's that? Services. we love the treehouses well, that's
1: oh uh, yeah we we went uh, we stayed there in march of 76 with my parents and just mm-hmm. just really enjoyed it
0: yeah we were there in 80 and it was just a fabulous time um, it, just, it was just so unique you know for its time and everything as well um, so at the at the main outside of the pool was that was the main resort area with the conference center and such that they had there. Um, how do you remember, what was the name of the the restaurant there? I'm wondering if, David, they had a bite to eat there. Well, they had the
1: jazz. You know what? I heard a great trombonist there, Irby Green. That would have been in 76. And well, that's was, on
0: the footage we have, too, right?
1: Yeah, right. That You have that footage because right. I, I couldn't put my camera down. I think I used two rolls <laughs> of film on that, but and in fact I haven't looked but I put that up on YouTube and there were a lot of people that were looking at that cuz he's can if you play the trombone I guess he's considered one of the best so a lot of people saw it but and in fact there was a I guess it was like a staff musician that played the piano for the different jazz groups that would come through there and they saw it and, and appreciated the fact that there was something from that old lounge cuz that, that I think that I haven't been over there, but I don't think the clubhouse is at all the same, if, if it's even there, let alone the the uh, jazz lounge.
0: Right, right. So that
1: went up probably from the early, well, from 75 until maybe the mid-80s. I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, that all, you- that all got redone when they, they turned that entire area into the Disney Institute, somewhere in right. the 90s. So That's it got right. reshaped quite a bit at that point.
1: Now, there you go. But so you've got quite
0: a, you've got quite a knack for identifying famous people too, because one of the other parts of the films that we restored and released was uh, your Top of the World show with Sherry Lewis and Lamb chops. So <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you've and certainly got a knack for it. Well, we we
1: saw Marilyn May. She's a great singer, and we saw George Kirby. The he was a an impressionist and singer it was uh, a night. Nightclub performer in Las Vegas and so forth. It was big in the seventies. So the, Disney had a wonderful thing going, but uh, then they ha- I, I, we never went to the one that was where it was a, um, a staff show where they had kids that did Broadway songs and so forth. When they didn't, when they stopped bringing in uh, big names, right, right. But it it was uh, it was a, a fun. And now it's, it's got that California grill, which is such a good restaurant, but always
0: jammed. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. I think that's so, the, yeah. my
2: word for everything there now. that was everything yeah. is just always jammed. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: Well, you know, I think and when when I suppose if I were to say how different, uh, Lake Buena Vista village is compared to today, it's just the sheer number of people, uh, when There was a guy on a Segway that came by my little tent display during the Festival of the Masters. That's almost 10 years ago. And I don't know if it's, it's true or not, but he, he said that basically that whole downtown Disney, and particularly what's the main store that has all the Disney paraphernalia in it with all the gifts, and they have oh, the...
2: Yeah, the World of Disney store.
1: Well, I Yes. I think he said there's no other place, Even, and he mentioned some place in Tokyo that that doesn't do any more business than that one store does per square foot in the world. I, mean, I and not and believe it. And that, that's a lot different than 1975 <laughs> when I was there and walk around and see a handful of people here and there.
2: We <laughs> but, were actually know. discussing on the main part of the show about how quiet and just very relaxing and tranquil it was. And then by the 2000s, how it just became this packed madhouse of people. And oh,
1: yeah. Finally. Yeah, well, I mean, and you go by that, like the Lego store,
0: yeah. and
1: there's just, it's like a beehive. All the yeah. little kids that are, you know, three deep behind a table working on a, on something and oblivious to all of the surrounding, <laughs> you know, numbers of people that are trying to do something else it's just it's just remarkable
2: yeah it, it is starting to get a little bit more relaxed now that they've done more of that disney springs work and have kind of opened things up um sure, especially sure. some of the walking paths now it's it's much easier to get around and it it feels a little bit more like it did back then just bigger
0: <laughs> well i of, you
1: know as i say we keep going back it you just adapt with the times and we we like uh, we like that kind of uh, entertainment. So, absolutely, we don't uh, we don't we're not complaining. It's just how things change.
0: Yep, yeah, right, right. Well, David, I, I I can't thank you enough for for coming along tonight. Um, is there anything uh, you'd like to add from you know that you can think of from your trips? I mean, we've got your films, you've got slides. We've got so much to 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 go over and, and let our listeners hear and show to our our listeners. Uh, anything else you'd like to add in, or think that you? Well, uh, I
1: just want to thank you for including me in a podcast. And, absolutely, and much success to you. It's uh, it's a uh, quite an undertaking, but I know when you enjoy something, it makes it uh, all worthwhile. And again, thanks thanks a lot for including me. Oh, so you're, you're welcome. very welcome. And, and David, it.
2: is there any place that people can see your work or go to purchase your work today? Well, I'm I'm in a, a
1: local gallery here in in Naples, Florida, at the Harmon Meek Gallery, and uh, I I do have a website, uh, davidcoolidge.com, and people can see what uh, we've been talking about. Uh, there's some current work. Some of it's been sold. Some uh, is still available, but. Uh, uh, that's probably the best way and uh you, if you can just and also google me uh i don't always pop up first there's a few other david coolidge's in the country so <laughs> but it usually says uh american artist someplace
0: and so. i will say i do have one of david's paintings uh in in our home and it's uh it was a gift to my wife uh last christmas and it's uh it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's your work out. is actually it's quite much. remarkable. <laughs> There's, well, this, thanks so much. David is it's not right. a slash artist by any chance. He builds no, himself no. <laughs> as a uh, as a realistic watercolorist. And my goodness, that is such an apt description of what you do. It's incredible. And and uh, <clears throat> like I was saying before, your locations in, in Bermuda, in Italy. Uh, Williamsburg, the, your your work is astounding, and it's it's all over the world, and uh, it's just gorgeous.
1: Well, thank you so much for your kind words, and again, I've I've enjoyed it.
0: Well, thanks again, David. Appreciate it, and um, uh, we'll we'll make sure that everybody gets another look at your films and slides, and uh, we'll go from there. So, uh, once again, this was David Coolidge, and uh, the da- David, thanks a lot.
1: Thanks, Hal. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it.
2: You're welcome. Follow Todd McCartney and Retro Disney World on Twitter and Instagram at retrowdw, on Facebook at Retro Disney World, for all things Retro Disney World, including exclusive merchandise. Visit us on the web at retrowdw.com. On Twitter, you can find our producer Jason Bartell from Deepwater Studios at Jason DWS. Our announcer Andre Gardner at Andre Gardner. And follow our hosts, Hal Bowers, at Go Away Green, for JT Couser, at LS1JT. And you can find me on Twitter and Facebook, at Brian P. Miles.